Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's doo-doo time to for talking to nobody. My guests today have me feeling all musical, but maybe I should leave it up to them. On today's episode, our very first long-distance episode, I interviewed two of my old pals from our Malloy College Performing Arts Club days in Rockville Center, New York, Anna Delgado and Ben Norton. Together, they make The Banana Band, a children's band focusing on inclusion and music for all ages, abilities, and identities. Both members work in the fields of early childhood education and music therapy, so their music as the Banana Band reflects their experience and passion for learning, fun, and growth, adding a hearty dash of good old-fashioned silliness, while also being auditory and sensory aware of their audience's needs. These two were such a blast to talk to. We reminisce about the shows we did together. We talk about where their passion for music and music therapy originated. We talk about what the heck music therapy is, their songwriting process, and the core values they strive to promote. These two are creating an inclusive, educational, and fun community for kids. The message they are sharing is so important. Stay tuned for a game of musical improv with Grammy at the end of the episode so you can hear these two rock it out. Their upcoming album, Sounds of the Seasons, will be available for purchase and streaming on March 25th. Check them out on Instagram, all streaming platforms, and their website, bananaband.com. That's Ben-Anna-Band, not Banana, like Banana, bananaband.com. Please enjoy Banana Band. Talking to nobody. So you want to be somebody. favorite drinks i have green tea for anna and my ember mug have you guys heard about ember i'm trying to get them to sponsor me oh Oh is that the one that keeps it warm yes so there's like an app it's a temperature controlled mug and there's an app and you can go and you can set the temperature that you want so right now i have it at like 137 apparently that's like the perfect temperature for green tea so i have that for you Coffee. <laughs> cheers. Yes, cheers, you guys. Yay. Cheers. Anna, did, 
Anna did say that you like um, Red Label. So I was like considering doing that because my mom loves Johnny Walker. She loves Johnny really? Walker Black. That's like her favorite. Earlier today was listening to um, the uh, 2019 Zane interview on Talking to Nobody. And I did not know that your favorite drink, or, or maybe I forgot, but that your favorite drink is an old fashioned. That's my favorite drink of all time. Yeah. Heck yes, nice. Miss Talkington. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I love whiskey. So you like old fashions too? I do. I do. My favorite like whiskey cocktail. It's probably like an old fashioned Manhattan, but I do, I do love just the straight like you know like, like neat um, neat yes. cheap bourbon was my was was, <laughs> was my call in uh, in uh, uh, in college and now especially and now in, in my old age I've uh, uh, gotten into uh, <laughs> got like like definitely more into like, like into scotch, but it's also fun. It's such a we mythic. Mature. We went to mature and we grow. It matures we, with uh... us. Yes, I've gotten into wine recently too. I feel very fancy when I'm drinking wine, red wine too. I used to only drink white because red wine would make me sleepy and it still makes me sleepy, but I feel like so classy when I'm drinking yes, red we're wine just or this last night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, we'll have to have old fashions together sometime soon. I want to come visit uh when Please. I can or if yes. you guys are ever in LA. Have you been to LA before? Uh just the just once. once. Yeah, yeah. We... Okay. God, 2018, I guess. Yeah, early 2019, right? Yeah, 2019. That was a big travel year. Oh, God. I'm just like blown away that we're doing this right now because like we met when like this was developing. And so like you watched it like happen. Like, especially I remember so much in your year going to that like bar in Queens that like someone we knew knew and we got like better drinks because of it but it was all the way in Queens like I did know you liked an old fashioned that's yeah. what I, okay yes yes I remember we had a big whiskey uh, um conversation one night at that bar <laughs> did we I don't remember that at all <laughs> that's close to the last I thing I remember from that night, <laughs> oh my gosh I believe that we did yes oh my gosh that that bar we would go there and it would be like girls night yeah like girls girls drank free or something like that yes. and then I ended up like becoming close with the bartender and I remember one night I like I was very drunk and <laughs> because the drinks were free like yeah, I can't yes. say no and I remember yeah. I went down into the basement of the bar and i like was like no i'll help you guys like i'll start bartending and i was like starting to grab bottles and stuff and then the bartender came down he's like zane what are you doing we don't need help i'm like no you guys are busy and then i started busting tables and then the owner of the bar like came down to the basement was like hey who are you like really nice hey who are are you i'm like oh i'm saying i'm gonna i'm gonna bartend (laughs) and he's like i I think we're good but thank you so like he was not mad he was just like sweetie you know you just go enjoy yourself the the boys got it (laughs) oh my goodness i do do remember that but yes that was actually where i was gonna start with this i remember we we met at malloy college we did uh, Malloy Performing Arts Club together. We did yeah. Wedding Singer, Legally Blonde, all that. So that's how I know you guys. And I know mm-hmm. that you, like you were saying, Anna, that you were like off and on, you and Ben for a little bit. So when did it become officially, this is a thing, we are together, you're my person? Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> we love talking about ourselves. So this is already going really well. <laughs> what it's all about. Go for it. Um, we, we canoodled throughout college and Mm -hmm. then 
second semester senior year is when we officially started dating in like March of 2016. 2016, yeah. Yeah. During all, all throughout college, you know, like we were outside of, you know, like off and on romance, like like we were also just like best friends. And yeah, I would on. come to visit him in Vermont, like starting freshman year. Like we weren't dating at that point. We were just like really close. He would come to my house on Long Island for like birthday celebrations for my family. Like he's known my sister for... Oh, God. So she, I think she was 11. Yeah. yeah. No, well, she's 19 now. You've known her for 10 years. You've known her since she was nine. Wow, that's wild. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And so, yeah, uh-huh. so that's when we started dating officially. Exactly. And I'm so, I'm so happy you mentioned the um, like the closest with each other's families and, and visiting each other um, yeah. like where we grew up because um, my grandmother, we're actually in my grandparents, uh, we're living in my grandparents' old cabin right now. My pop-up was had had long passed um, when I was in like fifth grade, but and I got to know my grandmother, who's this like incredible, very small, very large spirit, a <laughs> yeah. uh, Sicilian woman. And while Anna was getting to know her, she was sort of in the throes of um, of, of Alzheimer's, and uh, she got to see sort of the like the uh, the latter part of fall into dementia. Um, and but but you know one of the sorry side note one of the greatest things about like my grandmother is. Uh, you know, often when you lose your faculties, you get very angry and ornery. You totally understand, like, that's where I would be. But my grandmother, the whole time, you know, her most used, like, phrases were thank you and I love you. And so, like, and I got to see and be part and actively contribute to, you know, the, the family and strengthening that time when she was coming up. And so in 2016, in March, that's when my, uh, uh, when Graham passed away. Um, and I'm so sorry. She, oh, oh no, thank, thank you. I appreciate it. It, it was, it's, it's, it, it's, it's so strange with you know with dementia, right? And like Alzheimer's and anything involving you know somebody's personality and yeah. faculties and everything, because it's sort of almost passing is almost a gift to them, but it's also you know Anna, like I, I, I told Anna because I think we were on spring break, right? Yeah, but at that point, Ben wasn't too hot with communication. At that point, yeah, absolutely. he like whenever he went to Vermont, I didn't expect to hear from him because he just wasn't on his phone as much. And so I had heard about Graham's passing, I think through like your mom's Facebook or something mm. like that. And that's how I learned about the information. And I I came up myself, like not expecting to be housed or anything because I wanted to be there for Graham's funeral. And then you found out I was coming. That was the moment. That was the end. Like, I remember like calling her on her way up and being like, like, Hey, just like, I really appreciate you doing this for like, you know, for the family, for me, for yada, yada. And like, and it was like, no, no, I'm doing this for Graham. Like I'm doing this for, and like, that was the moment we were like laying in bed together that night. And it was like, will you you please be my girlfriend? (laughs) um, I didn't think he was serious. So the next day was like the memorial and like what we weren't like talking, like we were boyfriend and girlfriend, but like his family kept on asking about us. And I was like, oh, like, no, 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 we're not dating. And And then I was going around the party being like, hey, this is my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) What up with it? I love people it. meeting Anna oh for the gosh. first time. You yeah. know? <laughs> but it you know, it was um I I I am grateful for the, you know, like for the time in college that, you know, you know, college is like when a lot of people are getting to know themselves as people. And I was grateful for that. Um that room to explore not only just like myself in a romantic sense, but myself in like just a, in a more quote unquote adult sense college who knows what that is but mm. um yeah exactly. college, <laughs> oh, college. <laughs> um but um but I, I i was grateful for that room but also it's just ask anybody says marry your best friend but 
um, it, it got to be where Anna just became home. Like, and that was, that's, that's where, uh, I, I think that's where we still are. Yeah. I oh, agree. Hey, oh, hello. Perfect oh, segue, we have a little visitor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hello, William. It's our first son, William. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I know my dog, Marvel, she'll probably pop out at some point and drink Marvel? her water. She always comes out and drinks. Yes, like the comic books. Oh, uh, she'll probably awesome. come out and, and disturb us. And I always have to go and edit her freaking sound. Maybe I'll just leave it in this time. It's it's relatable. <laughs> you know, people have yeah. pets. But I think that's so beautiful. It tra- I mean, tragically beautiful in a way like at a time, Ben, in your life where you lost someone so important to you, a new person. I mean, not a new person, but a person that had been in your life for a long time came into your life in, in a new way, you know? And yeah. I think that that's really, I don't know. It's That's how life works, I feel. Like I have this crazy, I just got chills thinking about this. I, I have this feeling that whenever I, if I ever do have a baby, I, when I like have the baby, that's going to be when Marvel passes away. Um, because like the thought of losing my dog you know, I'm sure you guys feel that for for William, you know, losing your pet, it's like losing your baby, losing anyone is so just hard. But I feel like whenever you do lose someone, someone else kind of not comes in to take their place, but like comes in to kind of help you fill that void in a different way. And so that's so and knock on wood, I like I don't want Marvel to die whenever I get pregnant. But like, if that were to be what happens, I feel like, I would know that the universe intended that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So Same. that's really that's really cool that that you guys that's when you got together at such a, at a time that was like probably really hard for you to to go through, Ben. At least you like had had your buddy, had your love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had the buddy. The best buddy. Yes. So so then you guys were like officially together, even though Anna was going around the memorial saying you weren't. (laughs) (laughs) But then you guys, I'm sure you had a moment of like, this, this is this is it. Yeah, I was like, I was like leaving and I was like getting in the car because I had I was only able to come up for like 48 hours. And that was the the thing. Like you carved out that time. Yeah, this feels this feels like another lifetime. It does. It feels so long ago. I was I was remember being an internship and like talking to like my internship supervisor being like I need to leave early this way this day so I can drive to Vermont. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we were I was like getting ready to leave and I was like, oh, it's so funny like everyone's coming up and like asking if we're dating. And he's like, well, we are. I'm like, are we? And he's oh. like, yeah, I asked you last night. I was like, oh, I thought you were joking and then um and then he flipped my clatter ring to make the heart face inwards and that was it oh is that a thing is that a a symbol yeah what is that typically for irish lassies um you have your clatter ring which is the heart with the two hands and the heart sometimes has the crown on it and so when the heart's facing out, it means that you're single. And when the heart's facing into your body, it means you're taken. 
And then typically sometimes what people use it for engagement rings, but mine um, got too small for my fingers. So now I have, oh, and a lovely segue. My um, current engagement ring, like I have so many of them, my current one. Um, <laughs> my, my engagement ring is opal center and two diamonds on the side and it's Graham's setting. It's Graham's ring. And so I know. And so Ben, Wow. Knew that I wanted an opal. And then he was like talking to his mom about it. And his mom remembered that Graham had an opal ring. And so it just shows that Graham's like, Graham was a big reason for our relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, Billy. And she's always with you. You know, yes. that's that's so beautiful. My Grammy is is very very special to me she's the reason i do my grammy character which you will meet her later um but yeah i I think that's cool that that we both you know have have grandmas that are so important to us Mm -hmm. the real grammy (laughs) the real grammy yes she's she's coming for you well and honestly that the another reason that I wanted to do this character was because Grandma Rosie in the I wedding know. singer. Of course, of course. Yes. I I'm just we thinking so about that now. now. We did, and I think it, I'm so happy that they did that. Oh gosh, what was his name? Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. I'm so Lee. glad he double cast that show. Yeah. Because and you know, and it's so I'm sure people can relate to this too. It's like when you're somebody's understudy or you're double cast, like I feel like there's that rivalry, yes. that mm. tension. And you yes. and I were the exact opposite. We like became even closer because of that experience. We and shared we, butt pillows. We shared butt <laughs> pillows. That's like we're bonded for life, man. <laughs> yes. Oh my There's God. There's no and I, bond sturdier than the butt pillow. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we had completely different takes on the character. Yeah. But, you know, we did. We just like cheered each other on. That's what I remember being backstage was like mm-hmm. whenever we were not the grandma, like we were just backstage like, yeah, go in or go Zane. You know, we yeah. cheered each other on and and that's just that's so special. I'll I'll never, never forget that experience. So thank you for for being my butt buddy. Thank <laughs> you for being my butt buddy. Oh, here's yes. the butt buddies. Butt buddies. Yes, here's the butt buddies. Well getting into to music and, and now your your career in music, did you both always have a passion for music? Did you grow up being around it? You guys can take turns, whoever wants to go first. Uh rock paper scissors? Sure. Scissors <laughs> <laughs> and shoot. Ah, oh, rock, paper, scissors and shoot. Okay. My mom and dad are both very, very, uh, they're, they're not musicians themselves, but just like, all, like I was very, very much surrounded by music in the house. They both definitely, pa- music is both a passion of theirs and they passed on like their favorites and their loves and their deep, you know, their deep passions. To me, as far as like, uh, like, you know, my dad gave me like one of his like favorite like cassettes and that's, and I listened to that for like two years every night going to bed kind of thing. And my, um, and actually bringing up Graham too, she taught me how to like, at, like, t- dance you know like we do like a very very minimal swing dancing to like mm-hmm. the 40s favorites i'm like looking over at the fireplace right now where like my uh my cousins and i would put on my 
grandparents old like uh, like like the best best of the war years it was called it was um like all like, late 30s early 40s um uh billboard stuff and we would grab all the fireplace tools and use like the sliding poker as like a trombone and you know the uh the the popcorn maker. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. The, 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 it's like a, a banjo. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We'd use it as a banjo. That like thing where you like um, it's like a bed warmer, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it, we'd call it the fireside band. So, so it was always surrounded by uh, like um, some of what continues to be my favorite music. And getting into you know middle school, high school, I was convinced by a couple like really good buddies of mine to like join chorus, and that's where it like really went off because um, I. Shout out to uh, the best teacher ever, Mary Ellen Harlow, my, <laughs> my uh, middle school and high school course teacher. Um, uh, she, she like came up to me after class one day. It was like, like you should audition for like a district uh, festival thing. And basically like saying in so many words, like, because you can sing. And I was like, I just never considered that. Like I'd always loved, um, uh, I'd, I'd always loved uh, acting and I never even remotely considered you know singing to be a thing that was like a viable hobby even you know and so when her saying that and then going on to do like small ensembles and go out to do like the festivals and yada 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 really just like tr- pushed the trajectory of my life into music so hard and like mm-hmm. once once it became available as something that was like a like a like a viable a viable set of goals you know like mm-hmm. you know like uh and a real 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 fiery passion that's like when i was like okay like like i can get back into playing guitar i can get back into doing all these things that you know i just sort of just as a kid was like oh that's somebody else's dream so i got really into guitar and like i worked at a a, a camp uh in a northeast or central eastern vermont that is still a huge part of my heart and um became sort of like you know the the one of the music guys there and like the you know the the guitar guy at the camp kind of thing <laughs> um and that just re- that again that's solidified this passion this love and to share that like real beautiful incomparable thing of uh, experience of being around a fire and making music like at the top of your lungs badly with a bunch of people <laughs> is the is the greatest is the greatest feeling in the world one of them then I had found out about uh, music therapy and went to Malloy and the rest is history, you know, and I'm sure I'm sure we'll get into banana in a little bit. (laughs) That's that's a good segue. Yeah, (laughs) I grew up with a lot of music, too. My my parents were musical, but they weren't like musicians. Um, my mom was a big singer. Um, uh, she had like a Christian folk band when she was a kid, like has a track out, super cute. Um, but it was always like, I just remember music always being sung around the house. My dad still like whenever we're home visiting wakes us up by singing really badly and really like it would like (laughs) it it still annoys my sister and that's the only song I can think of because it's so clear in my head of like oh Cali Rose it's time to wake up now so constant singing constant music being made hours of like ache and drum and skin and marinky dink and you are my sunshine like all of these songs skin and marinky dinky dink skin and marinky dink I love Yes. Oh my gosh. My Grammy would sing those songs to me. That's so cute. Oh, that's awesome. But I was really into theater when I was a kid. I did theater camps. I did all the productions like in 
middle school and high school. And it was early middle school where I realized I didn't think I would be able to have a career in like musical theater. I didn't think I'd be able to be on Broadway. And so there's definitely like I was in sixth Do you mind grade. if I sorry sorry to interrupt really yeah. quick, but do you why did you feel that way? Why did you feel like you couldn't make it yeah, as a career? I, wasn't anyone telling me I couldn't I was just a very realistic kid and I knew I had wanted to go to college since like fifth grade and so I knew that like since then I was thinking about like what I could be studying in school and I wanted to be a lot of things when I was a kid I wanted to be a teacher I wanted to be like a tap dancer I wanted to be a magician I wanted to be um on Broadway at one point I wanted to be an elephant trainer I wanted to be a veterinarian I had so many passions as a kid and then once I like was in sixth grade I was like oh I really gotta get serious about college like <laughs> six years away I gotta start thinking about it you know it. when we all start thinking about college <laughs> yes yes sixth grade doodling in your notebook where do i want to yeah. go to college no time for this moving up ceremony <laughs> but like no exaggeration i remember being in like seventh grade and like my grandma and i going to visit my uncle in boston and going to look at berkeley because like i knew i wanted to go to school for music i just didn't know what in particular and then that's when i discovered music therapy i was working with um of like volunteering like with this like teen um task force for this organization called love 146 which is an organization that's trying to save, protect, and abolish child sex slavery. And one of the ways they did that was once um, they got the kids out of the brothels, they would put them in this almost like rehabilitation center and provide multiple therapies and a safe environment. And one of the therapies they provided was music therapy. And I was like, I have never seen those two words put together before because I loved talking about the brain. I loved like health and psychology and stuff like that. And I love music. And it was just the perfect fit. It was an aha moment. So I knew I wanted to go to school for music therapy since I was 12 years old, which was really fun because I like feeling confident in what I'm doing. And I felt very confident about going to school for music therapy. And that's where I met Ben and it further and like all of our friends and our music friends and our not music friends. And we're still very close with all of our music therapy friends we went to college with, which was really fortunate. But I knew Malloy taught us to be a very specific type of music therapist. And it's not like they threw shade at other people that didn't do this particular music therapy, but it was definitely encouraged to be a certain type of music therapist. And I didn't fully agree with that. Because I think all music therapy is valid music therapy, no matter what you are doing or trained in or what letters you have behind your name. And so once I got, a, got out of college, I was able to like really find where I wanted to be as a music therapist. And because of that, I was using a lot of children's resources. So a lot of like other children's music. And it was good music. But it was always like I'd have to tweak it just a little bit in order to make it interactive for my kids or kind of like add like a whole B section of the song in order to make sure that like my students were still like engaged and we were working towards like developmental goals and mm -hmm. such in that nature. And that's when we started talking about 
banana because both of us were working in that like preschool setting, mommy and me class style group sessions. And so we were constantly exchanging information and resources that we were using in two separate, yeah, like in like two separate facilities. My preschool had some very specific themes. Like we celebrated like the hundred day of school. We celebrated like Lunar New Year and there just wasn't musical resources out there for me to use. And so that's when we started creating things together. And then we decided to go and be banana band. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. What a what a cool journey. And I love hearing that you you did have all these other passions first because I feel like there's a lot of people that do that too. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be a nun when I was like six years old. So glad I didn't go that route. Yeah. Um, you know, no offense to those people. If you are a nun, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're a nun, like, Good for you. Thank you for listening. Sister, but, Sister Diane, we love you so much. We love you so much, Sister Diane. Yes. But yeah, it's like I think a lot of people, they they dabble in a little bit of everything to try to like find out what works for them. And I feel like sometimes you kind of put yourself in a box, especially if you go to college and get a specific degree in something. Yeah. You're like, I have to do this and I have to do it the way that they taught mm-hmm. me to do it. Yeah. So I love hearing that you – you know, you went to Beloy, you learned a lot, and I'm sure you've taken a lot of things that they, a lot of resources that they gave you, but now you're making it your own. Yeah. And I love hearing that. Can you describe for those people who have never heard of music therapy, what it is exactly, or an example of music therapy? Thanks. I would love to. So music therapy in the simplest forms is using music to achieve non-musical goals. So there is receptive music therapy, which is just like using and playing interactive experiences for the physical enjoyment of the music, because music does create this like dopamine effect in some people. Um, But the work that I was doing was working with kiddos from three to five with um, developmental delays of delayed language, physical delays, maybe some behavioral issues, working on social emotional skills, and kind of trying to get their developmental milestones at the level of their biological age because sometimes they would be a little bit younger than their biological age, for instance. And one ways we would do that was with interactive group music, because I wasn't able to work one-on-one with students, and that's sometimes what people do. Um, They work one-on-one with individuals in music therapy sessions, but what I was doing is working with a classroom, probably about like anywhere from like eight to 15 kids, um, all with individual needs. And so we were working on a group experience, but I was working also by individually giving positive affirmation and support to the kiddos that needed it. And if we were working like in February, we talked obviously a lot about like love and Valentine's Day and your friends. And so in that experience, in that theme, I would bring in like this big ocean drum where it was big enough where two kids had to hold it together in order to play it and the ocean drum itself is a side to side movement which is a little bit more difficult for kiddos with physical delays of 
being able to transfer over that midline of clapping your hands or like crossing your arms almost. And so I would have two to three kids holding the ocean drum together, needing to sway together in order to make the music while watching each other to see if someone wanted to play faster while also listening to my guitar music to see what speed I'm playing. And that is just like one individual experience where we worked on like social emotional skills and also movement skills with my developmentally delayed preschoolers. But music therapy can be used for all populations and all ages. So infants, preschoolers, teenagers, um, geriatric, hospice, in hospital settings, in school systems, psych units. Music therapy can be used and is used in all settings, which is really phenomenal. And I commend so many people for doing music therapy, especially in hospital settings, because that was one of my field works in college. And I just I was not emotionally available to um, like work in that setting in that time of my life. I was like too emotional to see the kids like going through whatever procedures they were going through and to like have them not as consciously kind of aware or like maybe not making as many physical indicators with their body or their facial recognition that they knew what was going around and like going on around them who knows what was going inside their head because obviously I'm not there but when I was a kid and kid being like 20 years old like I was not prepared to to work in that setting and so but I know friends that do now it's really cool working with kids alone I'm not the biggest fan of children. Um, so the patience, the yeah. patience that it takes to work with kids and, and not, you know, just any kids, but yeah, kids who are dealing with specific needs and disabilities and things like that takes a lot of patience. Was there a specific child for both of you that you've you've worked with or maybe you had at like one of your concerts or parties that you really saw that your music had a profound impact on. Oh yeah. wow. Uh yeah, definitely you go first. It's, oh, <laughs> oh, <babe>. it's really <laughs> hard because I love loved working in a school setting but unfortunately when COVID we I went virtual with the school and so I was virtual with them for eight months like busting my butt doing like nine zoom sessions a day to in order to make sure like every student still got music and then I was unfortunately forelowed at the end of the summer of 2020 I'm so sorry it was really frustrating but it truly is that phrase of like when one door closes like another window opens and that's when I went full-time in banana and what a window a huge window and so it was truly a blessing in disguise but it was really hard moment but I love some of my kids from school um from that particular school and I still like think about them often I had this one student that was very had minimal language would like almost like babble but not have any coherent and lots of consonanted words um and at one point they thought the student was deaf because the student wouldn't respond to auditory prompts of like asking the child to come sit or that like calling the child's name like the child just wouldn't respond by looking or like making any physical indicators that they were present but every time I came in with my guitar this kid would see me 
run and grab his chair, sit down and just wait for us to begin. And it was, oh man, like the, the transformation this kid had during music was emotional and they like were able to assess more of his skills during music because he showed more of them during music where they would follow like physical prompts of like if I ask them to clap their hands or stop their feet or where's your ears like come like if your name is I can't say their name because of HIPAA but I'm gonna make up a name like if your name is Ryan stand up And like they would come over and like know exactly when it was time. And so I miss, I miss that student so much. I had so many students like be able to like accurately recall my name as Miss Anna faster than other therapists they see three or four times a week because we just had a different type of musical relationship. Um, And that's just also like the way I work with my students too. And that's kind of the way we work with banana of like, we truly respect kids as humans. And that seems like a simple thing to say, but it's really like acknowledging and validating emotions, like where they're at and not like trying to like poo poo them down. Yeah. No dismissal. Right. Yeah. Like individually engaging with children when we're working with them virtually or in person. And like that's that humanistic child centered approach is why we can develop relationships so quickly with kids and the deeper and more trust you have in a relationship with a child or with anyone, the more work and emotional like correspondence you can have with that individual person. So and the greater, uh, um the mutuality yeah like of like they i'm i'm a big boundaries person i love boundaries i set a lot of boundaries me too (laughs) big boundaries boundaries person and especially with kiddos i i like to set those i like to be the model of those boundaries this way they can learn how to do them themselves as well and so even with working with kids in a musical setting be able to set those boundaries of like hey, like you can come up and play my guitar when I ask you to, but like this is my instrument. And so like it's my turn to tell you when you can touch it and when you can't touch it. And just like a simple demonstration of like consent is like a huge thing to learn at that age. I mean, turn taking is like even outside of the musical experience. I mean, music is the great facilitator of that experience, but I mean, just sorry. No, no. Like the... um just the idea of you know circle time and circle play and, and, and like making sure that you're setting these like uh socio-emotional boundaries and just not like rules but you know expectations, like, like, expectations and examples exactly yeah. like within uh musicking and music time like you know it, 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 the, learning the value of turn taking is like the is a cornerstone for learning the big things like respect and empathy and all these mm-hmm. and like and yeah that's it's pretty cool no no I just went on a hard tangent and so I and it's hard too because like banana band we've definitely seen we've had consistent kids come virtually and in person and so seeing that developmental growth just as like just like as a kid because kids like zero to seven grow so much so quickly and so to be able to see that in a musical setting is just 
really cool. We've definitely seen, we have some really hardcore groupies that we absolutely adore. The The feeling is so mutual when working with like these families and these kids, but it's been really cool to like watch them grow through banana as well. Really yes. validating experience. Inc- yeah. yeah. I mean, more that it's, it's, it's been humbling and validating in more, more ways than more ways than many. <laughs> like, that's so wonderful to hear. Ben, was there a specific student or child for you that, that really had a profound impact where you saw, wow, this this is working? Yeah. Oh, don't make me pick. I know. I know. So hard. I, uh, oof. I'm um, sure there have been so many of those moments, but if yeah. there was like a specific one where you're like, wow, I – I love this. I love my job. Oh, true. I mean, every every day, with both in banana and um, especially in banana, and also I t- still I'm, I'm lucky enough to still teach privately over Zoom um, and work remotely with these families that I had met down in New York, and it's I'm so 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 very lucky to be able to maintain those musical professional and personal relationships, right? So like I still so I'm still getting to see the students that I had at um like, you know, in early childhood classes uh at we worked at um can I say the franchise? Is that I like, think you can. Yeah, we were, we're to, uh, there's a national franchise called Bacharach where Anna and I had both worked and we worked at the, at the one in Port Washington in, in uh, Long Island. And we both worked as Anna said earlier these like early childhood classes there and you know like from mommy and me classes to like, you know, for a lot of these kids the first time they'd be dropped off even like pre preschool you know this is their like they'd get dropped off from music class and be like okay now it's like you and the music teacher and then that would be either me or anna kind of mm-hmm. thing or, or several of the fabulous ec instructors at buck to rock in port washington new york having a lot of these kiddos like from those classes as early as like you know like infancy three, or three yeah. four um and then have like specifically you know my like some of my guitar students now like um, started in those classes and now I have them as private students and they are yeah they're eight they're yeah. eight like some of them nine and like also like kiddos who are just like going into high school now like mm-hmm. um not like not so kiddo anymore and entering like you know like but they're pre-young adulthood like you know and mm-hmm. so it's just like it, it's wild to see the growth so from a like a macro level like that those are just like you know get sparkling moments of those like things every day of like wow, like seeing a person grow into personhood through music and just seeing the, that passion. I don't know if I could pick a, a singular moment, but on a very micro level, we have, this is just a small, like silly thing, but we have this song, um, one of our originals called Rainbow Breath um, off our first EP. And um, I, I was working, before I moved down to New York, I was working with this family in, in a town close to here um, in Vermont. And I noticed, like, the kids, like, like, like were just, like, uh, I think it was, like, a six and an eight-year-old. I want to say there were five and a seven-year-old. It, it was that that kind of age range. And uh, they were just, like, before, it was right after school, and I would get to their house for a guitar lesson. They'd be, like, running around the house. And the mom uh, was, an, like, is an incredible, she does massage work, a lot of body work. She's very, like, in her spirit, in her body. And so she was, like, she did what they called rainbow breath with them. And she's, like, take a deep breath, reach up. And stretch as you breathe out. And so it's this big, like, like really grounding experience that doesn't necessarily, like, it's not, uh, like we were talking before, it doesn't dismiss a child's energy. It's not like, 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 you need to calm down. It's like, okay, like, I'm having a hard time focusing that right now. So Anna and I uh, wrote the song called Rainbow Breath. Uh, and when we do it in class, it's this whole experience of usually Anna's the one to sort of 
pantomime pantomime and play act uh, um like being like we'll do like a really one of our like really exciting songs like you know shake 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 and shake 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 that stuff and uh, be like get the kids like like very riled up and like anna will still be like okay okay i got all this energy and we'll do like a little like quick interlude skit of being like hey how are you feeling right right now like how's your body and he's like well i'm just feeling really energetic but like and that's like like, i'm but i'm having a hard time focusing i'm like well that's not a bad thing but but sometimes like when i'm feeling a little bit too like electric you know and i'm feeling a little too stormy or whatever Mm -hmm. you know stormy i like that exactly i just thought of that too that's the first time you use that type of word with the skit and i like that a lot i know Um, i love it (laughs) but um yes oh that's perfect yeah attack it down you, you, you use next week oh, yeah literally but, stormy and and then we'll, we'll do a rainbow breath, to, breath together and give examples and then we'll sing the song um i had a student um who uh it, like who always at the beginning he's got uh like a, he's he has a little brother who's like just coming out of his toddler years and they're like a little bit closer in age so they're always like wrestling and and like the, this amazing uh this amazing mom is just trying to get them it's just trying to get the older brother ready for his guitar lesson it's just like standing smiling in front of the camera while these kids are just like you know run like running around and it's like that the energy is amazing and we can use that in the music um and so it's not some, something we want to get rid of just channel right and so we would do uh we would do rainbow breaths before class and then uh, like we sang the song together and it was like oh wow banana coming into like other things um yeah that was Even a big like, moment like banana coming into banana where especially with us having like our new ep out people are using our music more um at home which is really cool because then parents and caretakers will like text us or email us and be like hey like we sat down as a family before bed and we played your rainbow breath song and it really calmed the kids down before like getting ready for bed and we're like dang like that's that's the hope that's the dream of like being able to like create these resources to be used outside of the music classroom because you can include music in all settings in order to help transition to remember your how to spell your name or your phone number to like validate emotional experiences like music can be used everywhere and it's really cool to see our music be used in lessons and be used at home and everything of that nature and for that to be for that to be a reflexive thing too right yeah Like, like where it's uh um, we use our own music <laughs> oh, well, yeah, for sure <laughs> and also um yeah like especially feel like it keeps coming back to rainbow breath i'll still take a rainbow breath i know I yeah um but for that like in the creative process too i mean i'm thinking of like you know now all these moments are coming that pop 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 but um <laughs> uh one of our uh one of our kiddo friends i think maybe the same mm-hmm. we were talking about like, like uh, reaching out and saying they use their songs for bed i'm not sure how much we should go into this story because some of them involve santa claus and i don't want to like, I mean, like this is, <laughs> i mean like it's oh, not like yeah. it's not like he's gonna I be saw listening. my christmas tree up yeah 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 no, this- we don't want to ruin anybody's so yes oh amen oh i didn't even see this particular kiddo um their mom got a sticker got our sticker so it's like a picture like a doodle of us as a sticker and like had them in their stockings and um this kiddo saw the sticker in their stockings christmas morning it's like ben and anna are mr and mrs santa claus and It Which I, I, I've already got a, I've already got a little like a big old ego. Like you can't tell. No, it's too much. Their mom keeps on sending us videos of them explaining their theory of being like, why would why would Santa put 
picture of Ben and Anna in my stocking if it wasn't from them. And the mom's like, well, what if like, what if Ben and Anna sent Santa all of these stickers to put in their friend's stockings? And the kid's like, oh yeah, 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 that's what they did. Santa put the stickers in the stockings for everyone who's in the banana band. And they like, he specifically was like, I'm in the banana band. And and the mom re- reinforced that. I was like, oh, you're part of the banana band? He goes, yeah. Um, and so, Duh. Duh. Yeah. and that's sort of what, that's like a big reason why we started this is like, we want this to, uh, like, like and for a few years now, um, yeah. almost three actually. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, it's been this, like, that's been our goal is trying to like, you know, make kids feel like they're part of the band kind of thing. And so we immediately after they sent, uh, uh, that video, we started writing like the first track for our, uh, for our third release talking about when you're a part of the band, you're a part of a community and like yada, yada. Um, but um, having that being a, a, reflex, a reflexive experience as far as, you know, they putting, inspire us. Exactly. It's wild. It's yeah. absolutely wild. And it's re- we're just so grateful to have a support system of like friends and family, not only to like support our little baby business and baby dream, but also to have such a community of caretakers and teachers and other music therapy professionals, like cheering us on as well. And we're able to do the same for others, which is really exciting and validating. Like we just like compiled a list of some of our favorite kiddo songs created by like black musicians in order to celebrate current black creators. I saw that post and I was like, yes, I love that. You're, you're creating like you say in in your song, you're creating this community for these kids. And I feel like at that young age, it's, that's so important to feel like you're in something, you're included in something. And I know my little brother, he's now 14. Wow. But when he was younger, I know it's crazy to think about, but when he was younger, I know he was bullied a lot mm-hmm. and it makes me so sad to think about that. I think my little sister was bullied as well. I'm I think I was bullied. I think probably everyone yeah. has encountered being bullied once in their life and it's like if you start them at a young age where they they can be put in a setting making music with everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone is there. Everyone's at the same level, you know? I feel like that will help. Hopefully, will help with that problem, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just so beautiful that that that's what you guys are creating, that sense of community for these kids, especially if a kid like is an only child and they don't have siblings to have that sense of community with. Or if they're an introvert, you mm-hmm. know, it's like they can come and they can and they can still be like introverted, but they can be a part of something as who they are. How do you go about writing your songs? Are are they always inspired by specific kids or or how do you how do you come up with the ideas when writing a song? Thanks for asking. Such a good question because Ben gets to answer it because oh, this is sorry. like what he's so good at. I, I want to say up front that Banana is Anna. Um, that's uh, 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 like she lets me play guitar and that. Uh, um, no, but, but but truly, um, the reason that this is that this has not only just been like a musical endeavor and that this has been like uh, both a business and as and thank you so much for your kind words, saying my God, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you like hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what we want, and so thank you for seeing that and letting 
letting a little spark in our heart you know it's like when you someone sees you so authentically it's like yeah that's right (laughs) yes no of course you're so welcome I mean that's that's what this show is you know it's a time to celebrate our wins and you know yes touch on our losses but but mostly celebrate our wins and I think people need that people need to be seen in when they're still in that process like yes when you reach a a certain level of fame in quotes or success Mm. whatever that is to you like then you're celebrated but it's like there's not it's not often that when you're in the process of building your business and building your career that someone notices you and is like hey your hard work is not unnoticed. I, I see what you're doing. And, and so that's why I created this show is, is to give a shout out to those people who are in it and maybe feel like, oh, maybe nobody's noticing, you know, maybe I should stop. It's like, no, keep going. And you guys are. So sorry for my tangent. Oh, Back no, to you. I'm getting Back all to you, you guys are just awesome. Yeah. Really, thank you for not only putting that out into the world, but for literally actively facilitating yeah. that season to season episode to episode i mean just like i mean from from, from lithuanian magicians to children's music musicians just trying to make it <laughs> like it's just like ah um sorry i was scrolling thank through your, you. uh, like early on this week thank you thank you for going back and and listening to to season one because that's that's what i want people to do as well like this new season's coming out but there's so many other great stories from my first season so i'm trying to encourage people hey start at the beginning uh so thank you so much ben oh. for and anna thank you yeah. guys for your like for doing that so it really really helps thanks for, but back to you thanks, this isn't story. about me oh. it's about <laughs> 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 talking to nobody, talking to everybody, man. Um, everybody. <laughs> um, uh, so oh, creative great. process. Sorry. Creative process. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> writing songs. Uh, well, Very good. <laughs> I, I, uh, we talked about how like music has been in our lives, you know, pre, uh, pre-adulthood, pre-banana, mm-hmm. pre-professionalism, right? Mm-hmm. But songwriting has always been a big thing for me. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, like a great creative outlet and just something that's like uh, great to do um, like for that has been great for like me person in my own growth and also um, like a great thing to like, you know, establish relationships and teamwork and network. But because Anna has this amazing organizational and I feel like planning is selling it short. Like you have this like incredible mind for the big picture and <laughs> for everything that this uh, band and business could be and is, and you brought it to here. Like, <laughs> um, songwriting is is where she sort of allow, like allows me to have you know my like my thing yeah. but we uh we uh, honestly like our our work days have been the dream um in 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 past year especially uh you know getting like releasing finally releasing like our original music and then working our original music into like our classes it, it will often be anna sitting right down here at like at the computer and doing uh uh, doing all the work that makes banana banana and I'll be on on the couch going la 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 um, <laughs> but uh, yeah so as far as our our songwriting process goes oftentimes it'll be one of us has an idea and we'll sort of just go from there and in, in my own in my own writing for just like my own personal stuff like I have often it's been sort of I don't want to say agenda list but you know it's just like sort of stream of, yeah exactly stream of consciousness just going with and it still is but like through banana it's it's this whole other world of having uh again like that musical therapy back a uh, music therapy background and 
just having goals in mind and having points that we want to touch on and having, you know, like a song to accomplish something developmentally and to, or just like to invite kids in, in a very certain way, you know, whether it be like directly interactive or whether it's, uh, or just like a passive experience. Like we have a song uh, called Sour Smelling Flower, which is about, you know, like growing, um, Oh, Billy's back. Um, <laughs> uh, which is about growing together, or like how we all grow like flowers, and like if we grow together, it's a it's a better, better, bigger, more beautiful garden. So, like trying to impart those values into these songs has been uh, speaking very personally for me, just a really fun adventure. Oftentimes, it'll be just like Anna being like, "Oh, wait, actually, this is a good transition." The I'd seen. Um, uh, one of the promo vids uh, I I just saw it today for for the podcast, and you were talking about oh maybe no no wait this might have been actually uh, your interview uh, from season one but either way talking about how resolutions didn't have to be like like I'm making this resolution for today and like it's gonna be that like that's that's my year mm-hmm. I had this like 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 idea of you know this like what are you gonna do in 2022 and keep in mind that any any day can be a day that you decide that you want to do something and it can be something that you've already done like and you want to get even better just all these ideas surrounding what a new year can mean and a new year is a new year every day until Mm -hmm. until the next year right and so and i had that and i had this idea and then she just kind of passes it to me and i you know write some write some chords and some lyrics and a good good old (laughs) melody and uh then we workshop it together yeah and the workshopping part is really really fun because ben does get focused in on the micro very often where and it's an amazing skill he has his songwriting skills is a skill and i know it's a learnable skill but he has such this natural ability in order to make it very poetic and but like still kiddo developmentally appropriate of talking about resolutions like that's a huge word for a kid when it really is just like saying that you want to do something that's all a resolution is. And so being able to break it down lyrically in that way. Yeah. While also mm-hmm. making the music fun to listen to no matter what age you are is really, really incredible. But doing the workshop afterwards, we're able to like create some more interactive moments in the music itself. Because very often like kiddos music has been a very receptive experience where like if you turn on the song and you turn it on long enough chances are the kids will learn the lyrics say for like a disney tune or something like that and what we want to do with our music is to have it interactive at bass level so like that tune like shake 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 and stop it's a music game where it's like freeze dance and we're encouraging the kids to shake their bodies or shake an instrument. And when you hear the word stop, you stop. And then it's simple in concept, but we make it more musically engaging by having like gang vocals underneath it, where it's us sounding like we put little kid voices on and we are like cheering along like in our song. This way it encourages the kids to cheer along as well and like encourages that almost like a little bit of like chaos in the music because music can be messy and it's really fun to make it a little messy and make it a little crazy some days and that should be something that like that's something we like to encourage and it's we like authenticity right? yeah the authenticity the genuineness the humanness of it is something that's really important for us as banana band to model 
not only like in our music and in our classes, but also like on social media and stuff like that. Of like we're very human. And I I like that because it makes it so much easier because I'm just not much of a person that like can plaster on a smile, you know, like if I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it and that's okay. And so to make it very genuine in our music making process of like, yes, we have deadlines that we need to like create music by, but we now have fallen into this rhythm of being able to see where we are energetically and emotionally for the day to see if we have the capacity to write music because it is it, it takes two to make a rhythm. it takes two to make a rhythm that's a song lyric and that's why we said that i can't wait to listen to all these songs oh, they sound so insane you, you are you, so you are so sweet they are, I, I might have you at the end if you guys are down i might have you sing one if if you're up oh, you are you are so very kind thank you i mean i think that's so that's so wonderful that you guys guys are are doing that for the kids because if we teach them at a young age to tune into how they're feeling and how you were saying Anna as well like we're human we we don't always we can't always just slap on a smile and like why should we have to fake it you know yeah. and and I think it's instilled at least for me it was instilled to me at a very young age to kind of not by everyone in my life but especially by teachers at school you know don't cry and yeah. kids are gonna make fun of you yeah. and no you you have to smile because you know it's school picture day and you have this picture is very important Oof. it's like but I'm not feeling that yeah. right now you know and and then you have to unlearn all of those things later in life mm -hmm. through hundreds of dollars of therapy yeah. so if you can yeah. learn these skills now at a young age then you can take them with you throughout your life yeah. and and then you can pass it on to other people and other kids and you're creating a toolbox for them oh. and I love that yeah. it's that's so that's so so important you did mention about how if you're like if you're not feeling it on a day then then maybe you don't write it does there have to be a a specific routine or do you have to have discipline when it comes to your writing or do you kind of just just do it when when it comes to you or is there like kind of a a nice balance of both yeah I think there's a balance honestly because we've been doing a lot of writing in the past I would say four months mm -hmm. like it's been well, for the seasonal EP for sure like, yeah like like, especially the past four months, we've just done a lot of writing, a lot of recording. And it's weird because you wouldn't think recording your own music would be exhausting. We have this thing called the Music Moment of the Month Club, where it's just our free email list. And every month we send out one exclusive resource, like something that we've created or recreated. And with like the clinical rationale on how to use the video in person or virtually or how to recreate it like with chords and lyrics and so that is really a, our most discipline each month of being like we like to send that out in the like first half of the month and so we normally have to write at least one song per month for that but otherwise we work very organically based on what inspires us so like that one song that Ben was talking about that's going to be on our album when you're part of the band or part of the community, like we watched like Encanto one night and then I forgot to tell him about the Santa Claus story. And it's like 11 o'clock on like a Friday night and Ben writes 
half of this song because like he just gets inspired and he's just like is like I definitely thrive off an external schedule because I can't keep like myself I definitely have a hard time keeping myself like on track so these things like Anna mentioned the music moment of the month and uh getting these last two EPs that we recorded like like ready for like for recording and just having these experiences ready for like certain deadlines has been super helpful uh, I was literally talking to my dad earlier today about like uh working under pressure and how that's like definitely like a family thing yeah also I definitely find for speaking for me personally like Anna said like if something sparks like an idea like I usually I do a lot of writing late night do a lot of writing like um like if just like that's the beautiful thing is like um like we mentioned before Anna will have Anna will have an idea and it'll be like click boom let's do it and then it's just walking around the house formulating the actual like musical structure of it um also just real quick going back to music something that's been really fun personally for me for banana is that in my own writing like for just like my hobby writing it's like all very kind of stylistically similar like you know all very folksy whatever but for banana it's been this whole thing of like just like it's total freedom in another way of just like i don't it's not I don't feel self-conscious about trying to write like a funk song and then a folksy song. Any stylistic element is, and with that toolbox, as you put it before, Zane, with that musical toolbox, it really feels like anything is possible. So when Anna has like an idea or I have an idea or like we get inspired by something, it's like, it, it's definitely like wildfires as far as yeah. just being, being like, oh yeah, and then we could, and then we could, yeah. and this could go there. And this, could, and it like becomes this big. Um, it's so fun. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's really, it's like, it's just, we're, we're getting to play pretend for, for for a career you know we're getting to write for it's just it's it's a dream come true it's, yeah. it's really cool that's like a creative person's dream to have an element of play that's involved mm-hmm. in their in their work and their creative process I think that's that's so much fun and that's so interesting to hear Ben that you feel would you say that you feel most creative at night because that's that's when I feel most creative like it, things just hit me And I wish, well, I don't wish, but I used to wish that I was a morning person. Mm -hmm. And I really tried to like, and I have been trying to get up earlier and get into a good routine, but I think it served me well to accept a long time ago that, yeah, I'm a night owl and I do my best work at night. And if I sleep in a little bit extra because I'm up late doing work, then that's okay. And I I think you just have to accept who you are. And when you find that groove, I I interviewed a a couple of writers and they say that they feel the most creative between like 11 p.m. and like 3 a.m. So they'll like take a nap and then they'll, you know, wake up, have dinner, whatever, and then they'll go to work. And it's like... We don't have to change who we are just because of society or, you know, the clock. It's like yeah. if you feel a certain way, like don't shy away from that because then you could be missing out on I on great ideas. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why Banana is so perfect for us right now because we are just accepting who we are. Like, yes, like we have some like, because we work with children, having earlier classes in the day makes sense because some people use them and need them earlier. But we had our first like nighttime class and it was so engaging. And I was like, holy cow, we got to do this more often. And it's like, I am not a night owl. Like it's six o'clock. I am starting to like, my decline is happening like right now. And Ben's just revving up. 
But it works really well because I'll be able to get all of my admin work done like earlier in the day when like Ben's like waking up and like I have my creative juices going. And then when it's later at night and we don't have anything going on, I can be like, okay, so here's what I thought about this and this and this and this. Because I, I'm not like a, I need to, I work to live type of person. Is that the right way of saying it? Live to work. Yeah, I'm not a live to work person, but I do really enjoy my work. And so it doesn't feel like work when I talk about work, especially because it's so much play involved. And so I could like, I could talk about banana band really any hour of the day. And that's been a thing for us to work through too, because like Ben likes to be like, okay, like we're done talking about banana for the rest of the night. I'm like, yes, you're right. We're done. You're right. We're done. (laughs) Type of deal. (laughs) That's a great segue into my next question is what challenges have you faced working together as a couple? Great Great question. This is not like something that we like talk about. No. Well, between the two of us. We talk about it a lot. Exactly. We're we're verbally processing people. We have lengthy conversations very often. I just, that's one. That's healthy. It is. We agree. (laughs) Like we're not saying we should write a relationship book, but like people would buy it. I would buy it and I will promote it on the Yeah, we'll be sponsored by (laughs) talking to nobody. Um, Yeah. um. I think one of the things that we have worked on the most with Banana Band is having collective goals versus personal goals. Because for a long time, I was full-time Banana Band before Ben was full-time Banana Band. And so a lot of the goals we were setting was kind of just in my head and I wasn't doing the best job of communicating that to Ben, even though it was a partnership. And so that's something that like, I still need to continue to work on um, because I'm just like a very much an air sign. And so I'm just constantly living in my noggin and in my thoughts. And I have so many things written down all over the place that makes sense to me. But I need, I, we, that was a big thing of needing to communicate why we wanted to set, why I wanted to set certain like timeline goals for ourselves and like, how can we work on that together? And do you agree with those goals or should we shift them and like cooperate a little bit more? So that was definitely a learning curve and still like learning together. Oh, but I mean, it's just like, it's been a, um, it, 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 it's it's been a huge area of that that i'm proud of for the two of us is like of like growth through that communication mm-hmm. and well growing that growing that garden together you know yeah. like really working on that community uh that like that communicative aspect of um where the admin believes in the creative process the creative process believes in the admin like mm-hmm. truly making it a, a mutual and collective uh effort mm-hmm. as far as we go and th- i mean i uh, hope you don't mind me piggybacking but like the 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 control aspect of like you know um like anna had mentioned that she would um have all the like have all these ideas and like goals and like towards the direction and like sort of they would like live in her head and in her heart and on the papers that she would have around the house and not necessarily like uh, be communicated to me until it was like time to, you know, actualize it. Yeah. It was very much the same for me with the creative side of things, like with giving up control of the writing process. That was like something that, I, especially towards the beginning of yeah. us, like creating our original music, anything that we hadn't written pre banana, things that we started, like I had uh, like, Oh, such growing pains, Zane, such growing pains as far as like, 
I mean, even like when we were just like working out and, and stretching and exercising the muscle of songwriting together, mm-hmm. songs that we like, like half road and like, like things that like really just got our brain moving. I didn't know how hard I was like grasping onto that, <laughs> uh, that creative control and like being, especially songwriting being something that I've cherished for such a long time and then like practice for myself for such a long time. I hadn't realized that, that protective dragon uh, was also kind of a monster. It, it was workshopping together. It was like yeah. being like, um, and I think we have a much better system now than oh when my we god, first started with oh, because we because we communicated with each other like what each other needed. Like I love that. Like there's like a spark of an idea, and then typically if Ben wants to tackle the song first, he needs to just go for like two hours and just be with him and write the tune, which it's hard for my micromanager that I'm trying to break free of to like let that happen but I also have so much trust in Ben and the skill that he has that like if this helps the creative process like I'm here for it and so I love that we have more of that understanding now and it's because we saw the problem and we talked about it (laughs) And, and and now it's like I don't I don't feel comfortable going forward with it. it feels weird if i am working on a song for banana um and i'm not sharing the step-by-step like hey is this line okay is this literally we're yeah we're making dinner yeah exactly Lunch. and yeah. and that's also going back several questions going doing everything together as a couple has really informed our work and like yeah. we, we love just we love making together creating together cooking together is a big thing for us mm-hmm. and we were cooking lunch i sort of had this idea for a verse but not, i don't think that like is enough so like what if we did this for the verse and Anna was like oh yeah great that uh, like i also had this other idea but let, let's like move like let's move within that first let's move within a and maybe incorporate some elements of b and i don't think i i you know even looking back a few months i can't i can't imagine working any, any other way now yeah That's so great. So you guys have really found a system that works for you. When a song isn't working out the way you wanted it to, or you guys are disagreeing on something, how do you handle that? Have there been songs where you just kind of table for a little bit like, oh, you know, we're just we're not agreeing right now. Let's just revisit that later. Have you ever just cut a song completely? How does that work when you guys are having a disagreement these are these questions really are amazing good. zane um. <laughs> it's what i do <laughs> thank you um the most like specific example i remember planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
is never smelt a sour smelling flower hmm. because we Ben wrote that song pre-banana when we were actually in Asheville, um, North Carolina. And we were just like walking around a garden and he was like, oh, like come smell this flower. It smells sour. And I'm like around the other side. I'm like, I've never smelled a sour smelling flower. (laughs) And then we just took that line and we wrote this, like I say we, because it's banana, but like Ben wrote this really beautiful, like song. I know. It's so cute. It's a really beautiful song about like how we grow together, like he was talking earlier. And it was our it's our most receptive experience. So there's not a lot of physical interaction. And I got really squirrely about that. I was like, there should be like a oh yuck like section, but like I never smelled the sour smelling flower. Oh yuck. Or like something like that. And I felt like it couldn't be a banana song without it being interactive. And Ben stood really firmly in the fact of like, no, this song is really beautiful the way it is. And I just don't think that piece will be as genuine. Yeah, like as genuine. And like, I, it wasn't until we recorded the song for our first EP that I like finally heard it. I was like, okay, no, this is right. This is the way it needs to be. And then we added this super fun, like buzz band instrumental section that just like totally threw it out of the roof. That's my favorite moment. It's my favorite moment. And to have it like a song that I was so against, I was against it, but not in the sense of I didn't like the song. I just didn't think it was banana enough. And, um, and now it's so good and it changed my perspective on what a banana song can be because it is still interactive even though we're not encouraging the kids to do a physical dance move or to sing along or so on and so forth because it encourages that interpersonal emotional understanding and that like connection and so that is the most specific thing I can think of of you know when you feel really strongly about something to like stand firmly in it. And I'm really, I'm really happy that you did that. Yeah. And I mean, there's the reverse of that of like, it's actually funny. You brought up Sour Smelly Flower, like being the last track and then going into that song on that project ends with our brilliant producer, Brian Cook. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Brian, production wizard. And he had the audio file of like, like a beautiful, you know, very ambient bird recording, which like ended that song. And then the next project starts with the next EP starts with those same birds. It's a spring song. And I was like originally going about the writing of this spring song like you know it's about waking up and the earth waking up and like us waking up and coming out of our wintering I I I was thinking of it very much as a receptive experience and uh, as we were workshopping it Anna was like yo what if it became like what if we, we had these moments of interaction and that really made the song what it is it's like oh Dang, we we definitely scrapped songs before. Like we scrapped a lot of songs for sure. You know, it's I all don't part think of... we've scrapped officially. Well, we I just put them on the back burner. Yeah, right? I think put it on the back yeah. burner because we have probably like another like five songs that we have written, um, and we just haven't really gone back to them yet. And that's the fun thing of like being being your own boss, being a little boss girl, um, <laughs> being able to like decide when you want to work on something. And so we haven't decided to like come back to those tunes, but I feel like we are going to soon. Oh, for sure. We've got like, yeah. Because we are prepping for another album. And so we want to see if we want any of those tunes on there, if we want to hold off those tunes until another album. 
we just had another idea later earlier this week of like wanting to do like a 12 track album but to have each song represent a month so like the first track will be january and we'll write a song in correlation to something with january maybe about the winter or how it's a new year or something like that and then february song can be like a self-love song or like something along those natures where it's not like a direct song about january but it's like connected in that way but that's like a second album we haven't even finished writing the first album so we have all these fun ideas that we just constantly write down this way we don't forget them (laughs) you guys just have such a full creative well that you can constantly pull from and and I think that just goes to show how much you love what you do and the passion you have for it I feel like that's how you know you're doing what you're meant to do is when it just it's just coming all the creativity it just flows and yeah that's not to say that sometimes you don't get off track a little bit I I do want to start talking about both of your mental health journeys soon getting into that but you know even if you do fall off track and you don't feel inspired for a while I feel like the thing that you are most passionate about you can always pull from that well and that's really cool to hear that you guys I and that sounds really cool I'm so excited for the the month's <laughs> album that's that's so creative I I love that I'll, I'm gonna listen to it I've always loved kids music Me too. like I mean I watch veggie veggie tales yeah. growing up you know big comfy couch walk off the earth I love like all their new like the broccoli song dude this kids music is so cool one thing I did want to bring up um Anna you you're fluent in sign language correct? I'm conversational I would say conversational yeah. and do you bring that into banana band <laughs> yeah do you bring an element of sign language we do and that's been a journey for us as well because we're one of the pillars of Banana Band is inclusion and authentic inclusion. So yes, we're including like everyone based on like developmental delays, a neurotypical, so on and so forth. And so because of that, we're constantly learning new language and learning, relearning our history and racial history and so on and so forth. It's been a big learning past few years. And so We do include sign language in our classes minimally now because there has been a more collective- An influx? An influx, yeah, maybe, of deaf people coming to the forefront being like, hey, if you're going to learn American Sign Language, you should learn it from a deaf person because it is their language, it's their culture, which- was hard to work through because American Sign Language has been such a big identity for me since I was in first grade. And it's a matter of like us working together to see what disclaimers we needed to say before working with sign language in classrooms, who and what we're posting on social media when it comes to working with sign language, and having resources, more resources for people that if they wanted more information that we could give them more resources versus us just teaching them the vocabulary words that we know. Because I know a lot of ASL vocabulary, but the syntax of the sentence structure is something that I still am struggling with. And so like, I'm not a good person to learn American Sign Language from because one, I'm not 
a certified interpreter. And also I um, am still struggling with learning the language myself. And so we put those disclaimers in now of being like, hey, we're teaching you ASL vocabulary words. Like this is the word, this is the sign for the word family. If you want more information on how to learn more American Sign Language, here are the X, Y, and Zs. And when it comes to social media posts now, because we really like using our platform to be able to like have educational moments as well for kiddos and parents and caretakers and teachers that we commission deaf creators to come and make videos for us teaching specific signs for like the season or for like a holiday or so on and so forth. So Long story short, yes, I'm conversational in ASL. <laughs> but, I'm glad you mentioned that. No, thank you so much for for saying all of that. I think that's so wonderful that you guys can take a step back and reflect what you are putting out there on social media and and you're staying with your core value of inclusivity, you mm-hmm. know? And I And I would have never thought about that. I've always wanted to learn American Sign Language. And as an actor, I was really inspired by the movie Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. And also, um, (laughs) oh, what's the scary, what's the scary movie? Um, A Quiet Place. And and I that lead actress, the younger girl, she is correct. deaf, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. She yes. Just and so I'm like, wow. She just signed on to be like to do a Helen, Helen Keller movie. Yeah. Oh my, I just got chills. Oh, yes. That's amazing. But um, also there's a movie, The Family Stone. It's like an old Christmas movie with like Rachel McAdams and Diane Keaton that I used to watch. And one of the sons in the movie, he's deaf. And so that they use sign language throughout the movie. And I'm like, wow, this would just be such a wonderful skill to have as an actor, not just as an actor, but as a human. So I can, you know, communicate. So there's not that language barrier. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think it's so great that you do include that, but you're also trying to, you know, branch out and and learn the do's and the don'ts and and give opportunities to other people who like that that is their specialty, yeah. you know. So I think that's that's so important and that's what I want to do with this show as well. So that really inspires me to to keep doing research and and you guys when you do that you're putting your ego aside and you're saying, "Hey, there's somebody out there who knows this better than I do. Let's let's get them involved in what we're doing." And and that shows how humble you are, which is really hard to do, especially when it's your your baby, your your yeah, band. That's so, so nice for you to say. Kudos to you guys. <laughs> it was it was a definitely a humbling experience because we were called out on social media by a hearing ally. And so it was it was a lot to work through identity wise of like oh my god like I was I was in tears over it because I was like oh my god is like this community that like I love and admire so much like have I been hurting them this whole time and then also there was a lot of like there's a stance where people think American Sign Language should only be used for deaf people and communicating with deaf people, where I working with like kiddos with like language delays, having a visual language was really beneficial for them. And so in the same scope of like, I'm a music therapist, I can't tell anyone to not use music during speech like during speech sessions, during the classroom setting, I can't say that they can't do that. So we're trying to be 
as respectful as possible and also like make sure we're still having that piece of inclusion for people with language or hearing delays. It goes along with like the, with anything, with any community um, that goes along with listening and amplifying versus, you yeah. know, using it to, um, uh, like using any subject matter that um, it, it is of extreme cultural importance and identity importance to any community. I mean, we, um, I'm just going back to, you know, songs we've mm-hmm. uh, put on the back burner or songs like experiences that have been like, we've like created or like worked with Anna had mentioned um that at her preschool they celebrated lunar new year as a big as a big school-wide event and she wrote uh or we wrote a lunar new year song uh for her to use in her preschool and we've been back and forth the two of us on like using that experience as a banana experience and we've definitely settled on as we have with many musical experiences our own or recreated as like Anna put it where we don't feel at all comfortable utilizing that experience unless it is done authentically so uh like you know with somebody who authentically celebrates lunar new year or um we have this song that's on our most recent recorded ep that should be coming out kind of soonish um, march marchish marchish um, <laughs> called great big holiday which was a lot of fun right? it was so yeah, it was, fun. That, was, that was one of those where, where, where and it was like we should do this and it was like oh bang yeah there's a song about different holiday foods in it where we celebrate um hanukkah christmas kwanzaa and new year's eve like so like we celebrate the big december winter holidays like in one big experience and we didn't want that's really cool. And like, even though we, like we were working on the song writing, like Anna was emailing a lot of uh, children's music because Anna is the queen goddess warrior princess <laughs> of, of, of of putting in the work as far as like um uh, like, like like finding the community of children's musicians and uplifting the community of children's musicians, and I was reaching out to a lot of contemporaries and a lot of like like people like in the field being like, for each verse it's a different spread of food, and we don't celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa like either of us and so we um were like talking with uh both our, our friends and other professionals in the field being like hey is the like are these foods like foods that you would see traditionally around a table and do you have any advice do you have any input and then going from that to we're not singing those verses on the album which both for us is like we obviously want it to be an authentic experience but also it's uh it's, it's such a Speaking very selfishly, it's a, it's a very beautiful experience to be able to work with all these incredible different children musicians and have like have that collaboration going on with the recording and having it's again this beautiful experience of giving up the the control for something yeah. greater and that's really because we want the resources out there and we want the the well. I don't know. There are so many Christmas resources. Like Christmas is centered so hardcore and we wanted something where it was like a like we are celebrating everything equally at the same level. And so we were so excited to create experience like that that can be used like in classrooms and at home, but we just wanted to make sure it was as authentic as possible. And like you can only learn so much by researching like research versus lived experience are two different things and so like even our our Hanukkah verse was changed the most out of that after the pre 
of like the peer reviewed um, lyrics section because we had just put in some more traditional like Hebrew dishes like challah bread and um, I don't think we use matzo ball soup. But, but that's another, like a good example. Yeah, but like those specific foods aren't used to celebrate Hanukkah because more... As much as like fried food in some families. You yeah. Know, it varies table to table, right? Exactly. And then there's also like all different forms of Judaism. And so like there are different like how there's different foods for different and then we were reminded of that. And so like we were able to have more resources where it was more than just like Kanish and Lakas. I mean, just again, just shouting out Anna outside of our own music, just trying to put out as much as we can, not not only just on social media, but just like trying to really, really show that there are these amazing Kwanzaa resources out there, these amazing mm-hmm. Hanukkah resources out there. And it doesn't just have to be holiday experiences. You know, there are as many children and as many communities there are, or as many children as there are within those communities, there are the musical resources that also that will support, validate and encourage this different lived experiences. And that's you know, we're, we're not just here for us. This is... Yeah, this is definitely a more collective experience. Yeah. That's so important. I'm so glad you guys bring this up because it, it is hard, especially if for the other people out there like us who are, are trying to grow a business. And to do that, you do have to start posting on social media more often, but being very thoughtful with what you post and the music you are putting out there, the episodes that I'm putting mm-hmm. out there. And and that's another thing I love about this podcast is I learn so much and I'm trying to humble myself enough to ask those questions that might change something I've done my whole yeah. life that that I wasn't aware of, but that it needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. and changed. But just the fact that you guys are doing this research is, and being so thoughtful with what you put out there into the world, people are really going to appreciate that. And I think that's going to be one of the main reasons this, this goes so far in the world because it's going to I just I know it I know it because I'm sure there are people who don't think about that and that's okay but this this conversation we're having could inspire people to be like oh wow you know I never thought about that and so thank you so much for for sharing that with me and the fact that you you but you are still keeping in mind that that idea of inclusivity and doing the research on things that you don't celebrate in your own life but you you want to learn and you want those kids to have something to relate to so that they feel a part of the band i would love to discuss briefly each of your mental health journeys and if there was a specific time that your mental health affected your ability to be creative. Wow. Get into it. Yes. Wow. Oof. (laughs) You want to go? Who wants to start? Sure. (laughs) I mean, mean, we we both in our different ways and as many people do, and especially I've discovered during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, struggle with anxiety in our own ways. Um, And... Yeah, that has very much gotten talking about the communication piece. Um, I mean, again, we've only grown closer, warmer and stronger because of these conversations. But like, you know, I mean, speaking on that creative part, I mean, um, there have been times when Monster I talked about earlier, you know, that that like very protective, like self-protective, very controlling anxiety, which is what anxiety is, right? It's, it's very much like a false self-protection thing, like false survival 
mechanic thing, right? So we've gotten to like points where we've had to, st- I mean, like I've had to stop working or we've had to stop writing or stop doing something we're doing and just really like more so get into like, hey, how are you feeling? Like, how are we feeling? Like, what's going on here? Let's talk. Let's talk. We've had to like pause like recordings and stuff like that. Not like live, like with kids in them, but we've had to, we do like pre-recorded videos for like libraries sometimes where it's almost like they like hire us to like run a class on YouTube where we've had to like pause or shift or change days just because like emotionally and energetically we weren't there. Um, Or, and we don't get into like, fights with each other but we definitely have disagreements and so like sometimes like personal things come into like the professional place as well which only makes sense being partners in life and business and there have been times I uh, speaking very specifically on mental health. I'm very I, I, I'm OCD and but like not in the but not in the keeping things neat way. <laughs> Just very much in the like ritualistic yeah ritualistic way. can't can't leave, leave a certain door frame without doing my little compulsion dance things. And I've been definitely late to class. We're like have to go right now, and I'm like you know like doing my, doing my <laughs> thing before and and uh, so like. You're like Jack Nicholson and as good oh as it my, gets. Wow. Have you seen that yes. Movie? No. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, that, yes. yes. So you have these like tendencies that you have that you do. And so that has affected work, affected yeah. the business work. Yeah. Mostly time management. Really, Mostly time management. And, and time management is a big thing for me anyway. Like I said, I thrive off an external schedule and getting to that's where I very much lean into Anna's strength. Which, which she is a, a glorious time manager. Really like to plan things. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic has severely like heightened my anxiety. I have always been an anxious person. I have always been like socially anxious. I really need someone that like I know very well in order to feel very comfortable in social experiences which I think is very funny to say because sometimes I do mask in order to like make sure that like I'm still like kind and appropriate in social settings even if there's someone I might not know there yet but um, the pandemic has definitely like heightened our anxiety for social things in general of like letting people in the house going outside especially working with kids and some of these kids can't be vaccinated and so like we've had a lot of hard boundary set with facilities that we're working with in order to know what their protocols are, what our protocols are, being able to work together in that way. But um, I am very happy that I just started going to therapy and it has been a huge difference of being able to like cope with my own anxiety because have the resources and the tools in order to do that. And I have a lot of resources and a lot of tools. I'm a tarot reader. I also really love astrology. I use essential oils. I have different teas and tinctures and things of that nature. I do yoga. I have a ton of resources to be able to work through how I'm feeling. But when I get in a really bad anxiety state, I just shut them all off. And so that has really been difficult owning your own business because, and especially being the person that does the admin work, if I can't cope, then 
our emails don't get answered for days. And that's not good. And in the beginning, we were having a lot of conversations, the two of us, of how professional Banana was going to be, which was a big conversation for the two of us to work through because that was also tapping into his time management and also my controlling of needing to have like this certain image for Banana Band. And that kind of, that kind of was left in 2020, which is good. There's a lot of imposter syndrome when we create music sometimes of I have a very child-friendly voice I guess I would say because it is higher in pitch and a little bit more nasally and so like I think that helps me in my career but it also is scary sometimes to record and have your music out there because I don't I'm not like totally in love with my voice you know and that's like a thing that I'm still working on 28 years old and I'll be working on it for another 88 years because to me you're always evolving and growing and I feel like if I evolve and grow and I get to a certain milestone when it comes to self-confidence or imposter syndrome and so on and so forth, something inevitably will also come up again that to be able to work on it again. And so I think it's a, a forever changing skill. And I'm very happy that I have now started going to therapy and I know how it feels to be able to have the space to talk about whatever's going on, to be able to be validated for um, my own coping skills that I was trying to get rid of. Like I have pretty, um, I had pretty intense catastrophic thinking thoughts and the way I would cope with them was to plan for them. So sometimes we'd be like driving home and I'd be like, oh, like I don't know if I like close the window to like our living room. Rue, our cat probably jumped through it and she probably like hurt herself or got killed and now I need to like shift my work plans to be able to cope with that and blah, blah, blah. When like the situation hasn't even happened. It's nowhere near happening. I have those same thoughts. Yep. That's, that's crazy. Oh, I, I didn't turn my, I didn't turn the stove off after I made my tea or did I, Oh, I have to go back and check because then the house is going to set on fire and Marvel's going to die. And yeah, it's so what is what is your advice to someone who is experiencing anxiety due to the pandemic right now and just in general? Like, wh- what would your advice be for when those thoughts come Honestly, up? Honestly, like to like not push them down, to like validate them, because it's so hard living in a mind and a body that you're constantly being mad at. You know, of like I get so mad at my anxiety sometimes, and that doesn't help. Being mad at myself does not help the situation. And it's a matter of like being able to like acknowledge the first, my first therapy session ever. My therapist was like, when you have anxiety, thank it. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? I need to thank my anxiety. And they're like, yeah, you thank your anxiety and acknowledge that it's there because your anxiety is attention seeking. So if like you give your anxiety the intention it needs and then also couple that with grounding experiences to be able to bring yourself back down to the moment, like you're accepting all parts of you and not trying to diminish a certain part of you. And that really resonated because it's the whole like taking it spiritually it's the whole like accepting your shadow and your light 
like seeing all parts of you as they are and wanting to emphasize your strengths and also wanting to strengthen the parts of you that you think you're weaker in or whatnot of being able to have the tools and resources are is life-changing and so people that also feel anxiety same I feel ya it like doesn't help hearing that other people feel the same but it does kind of a little bit and Thank you for sharing that. That's that's so helpful to me too because I I deal with a lot of anxiety and and yeah, there is that tendency to be ashamed yeah. of it so you push it down, but this idea of acknowledging it, thanking it, giving it what it you know, anxiety has an ego, mm-hmm. you know, and just letting her like have her yeah. moment or their whatever they mm-hmm. are, you know, letting the anxiety have the moment and then just proceeding from there and, and just taking it in. And I think that's something I've been starting to do more too, is just having those, those mental health check-ins, how, how am I feeling right now? And will this situation heighten this feeling and so should I say no to it and just and do something else so thank you for sharing that I think that's that's such great advice what would be your advice as to musicians who are growing a business to upcoming musicians who are who have an idea to turn it into a business but are maybe feeling a little discouraged my advice do it there is enough room at the table for everyone. And that was like something that like I really needed to work on when we first started Banana of being like, should we even start doing this? Is this even a thing that we can bring something different to the table? And we can just because we're inherently different from people. No two people are the same. So because of that, you're always going to bring something different to the table. And so I am a big supporter of just do it. Everyone wants to see your perspective. And if they don't want to see your perspective, then they'll be able to like offer a conversation. And conversations are just as exciting as products to me, at least. This has been said a million ways and none more beautiful than the way Anna Delgado can say it. But and oh, wait, really quick, just going back a, a couple conversations, just want to say in front of God and Zane Talkington that, that Anna Delgado has the most beautiful singing voice of all time. And don't <laughs> let, don't let her tell you otherwise. But yeah, it, it's it's no nobody's nobody's you than you. There's uh and nobody can yes. nobody can be you. I fall so hard into the comparison game. Yeah. And uh it's a competition sometimes. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. for me at least. Well, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Very, well, very much definitely. And um, I know you have that fiery um like competition in you. Yeah, so, but I don't want to feel like we have competition with other people. I just want I like, and that's something that we, I'm working on like earlier in our our business too of being like, like, it's not a comparison game and like get down on ourselves for not being a certain, for not being at that level. It's a matter of like, just like celebrating those people and then just like focusing on you. <laughs> and it's very, I hope you don't mind me saying it's very air sign, water sign kind of yeah, thing. Because, because like where you fall into the competition game, I fall into the, oh no, I'll never, I'll never be as, will never be that, will that like, like this, <laughs> this isn't worthy because somebody already, and like all these like dot, dot, dots. And there's a great, oh my God. I don't know if you're a Wolfpack fan at all or. Oh, it's a, 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 a great band. A, a, a great funk band, neo-funk collective thing. Oh, um, okay. Uh, but, I'll have to check oh, them out. Oh, they're very fun. And all, all the musicians uh, like that are in the band also have their own stuff that they put out. Um, and one of the um, 
a longtime guitarist so this band Corey Wong has a great song where he like in the middle of in the middle of the song it just goes into this he, he does a whole speech in like a very uh JFK voice where he's like nobody can be you and you can't be nobody is more uh like nobody can be Pat Metheny other than Pat Metheny nobody can be you so just go out there and be you um but, <laughs> but I mean truly it's it, it it's your unique perspective and your unique natural given talent your unique hard work your unique soul is that it's unique and it deserves to be heard and deserves to be shattered from the mountaintop so mm-hmm. hike up that mountaintop i know it's yeah. hard but 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 you owe it to yourself and you owe, it to, you owe it to the world thank you so much ben that's that's so beautiful both of you that's such wonderful advice and anna to to go back to what you were saying about your voice i have also struggled with that as well and now that I am the one editing my own mm-hmm. podcast. I listen to my voice all day, yeah. every day. And and I and I cringe and I'm like, oh my gosh, nobody's gonna wanna be listening to this. I hate my voice. And I know that we all hear our voices differently than mm-hmm. other people do. But I've struggled with that as well. And in acting class recently, there was a scene I did where I I altered my voice a bit. And I was mostly for the character, but because that was just how I created the character. And the acting teacher just told me like, hey, why don't you just try it with, not that I did, he didn't like the character that I was doing. He was like, just try it in your voice. I just want to hear your voice. And, And I did it and it was even more funny to watch I guess and he's like I think your voice is so funny and he's like don't shy away from it because it's it's you you know and and some yeah some people might not like it and some people will think it's hilarious or will like listening to it and I'm right there with you girl I will have that thought at least like once a day every day I don't like my voice and I'm working on it but I think you're right we just have to embrace who we are shouted from the mountaintops like these are Mm -hmm. our voices we can't change them you can change a lot of things about yourself but you know and of course over the years i'm sure our voices will change if you can just own who you are and know that the people that you're that want to be around you will will love that about you then then that's all you need i'm gonna put these last two questions into one so you guys can just like take them and rant and go what is the next big step for Banana Band and what would you say your mission is with the band? The message that you want to send to kids? Oh, that one's easy. The minute Banana became Banana was when we said our mission statement. It's music for all ages and all abilities. It's even shifted a little bit now of like now whenever we need an elevator speech of Banana, it's always like Banana Band is a children's band that focuses on music and inclusion for all ages, abilities, and identities. And it feels really good to say, and it feels so good to be so confident to say it. Because <laughs> music, music is a right. Self-expression is a right. Everything that, like, again, going back to the last question, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the world to give the gift of yourself. And music is one of those things that can really up lift that and so we're just trying to do our very 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 small part of just trying to um uh just trying to uplift and that's sort of uh i think that's where that's where we're at right now and we'll see we'll see where it goes Mm -hmm. what what would you say is like your next big milestone i know you said you have an album you're working on are you on can we find you on a certain streaming platform so you can find us on all streaming platforms like 
Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. Um, soon to be Bandcamp. Soon to be Bandcamp, yep. And so you can find our original tunes up there. We're releasing a single this month. We're releasing another five-track EP in March. And then next year, we're hoping to work with the Grammys. We're hoping to be able to apply for the Voting Grammy Academy. This way we can vote for the Grammys. And then the hope is that we're going to release our album to be able to be nominated for Best Children's Album for the 2020 three to 2024. And so that's the next big thing that we have like in the works that we're hopefully working towards. And then honestly, like I'm manifesting to be in the Macy's Day Parade. Bye. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I am. I want us to perform on a float by 2026. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Before the 100th anniversary of the Macy's Day Parade. (laughs) That's a big dream for Banana. Yeah, I think it's very achievable. I- <laughs> yes and put it out there just manifest put it out there like yeah. why not why not dream that big you what know that's so what awesome. if it's better than you could ever right. imagine like what if what did you guys ever um consider doing a tv uh, show oh, awesome. that's i mean yeah. like, i mean we're, we're all pbs kids right that's the dream i'm um, cool to be on the sesame street float what you guys are doing for these kids you're inspiring them you're bringing this this movement and fun and play out of them that's that's so important as a kid i i remember just to wrap it all up, bringing it back to music and the power of music, that is what has inspired me to want to be a performer. And that's why I love musical theater is because I was constantly surrounded by it as a kid. And my Grammy playing her piano, my Grampy playing his organ and trumpet and everything like that, like listening to Veggie Tales, you know, which I... I'm not really religious anymore, but like my kids are going to watch VeggieTales. You're still learn. It's still a story. It's still yeah. a story. And the songs are great. And the game time with Grammy theme song is inspired yes, by the VeggieTales yes. theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With a yes. song with Larry. That's like where I got the That's where I got the That's literally where. Yes. I heard that. And I was like, I know this. I know this. What is this? What is that? VeggieTales man. I'm so excited to see where you guys take this. You're already just killing it. And thank you so much for, for what you're what you're doing for these kids. I, I wish I would have had something like this when I was younger. And I'm so happy to see that you love what you're doing. That's what it's all about. Find something you love to do and do it. And you're inspiring people along the way. You're inspiring kids, the future generation of oh dreamers, gosh, you know? So it's so important. <laughs> I love you. Love you. you. Love you. Thank cow. you for everything that you do. That you do to uplift these, like the, yeah, these artists, these creatives. This platform. Like, I mean, seriously, that is amazing. You are. Thank amazing. you. Thank you so much, you guys. You are the reason that I want to keep doing it. I want to find more people like you who just have a passion to inspire and to keep going despite anxiety, despite the obstacles we experience. And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. I'm not so good with the techie shit, but um, welcome back. 
Uh, I'm Grammy. As you know, this really is my show, but sometimes Zane tries to steal my thunder with her hour-long interviews. <laughs> uh, so it's my time, and we are here with Banana Band. I think that's so cute, you guys. Banana. It's great. Um, I just noticed this earlier, too. You guys have your names in the name of your band, and Zany has her last name in the name of her podcast. Yes. Isn't that crazy? So it's great so minds great. must think you alike. Are sharp. I, 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 oh. I, I didn't pick up on the synchronicity there. That's <laughs> yes, very yes, you guys. <laughs> yes, yes, you guys know your stuff. Okay, I also hear you're very talented children, uh, musician, singer, songwriter, all that jazz, all that good stuff. Well, not just children, but in general. But yes, we have a game that is catered towards your skills, and I will let Nathan take it away. Yeah, uh, so just a little bit of fun. Zane told me that you guys are great at music and very gifted in that area. Yeah. So oh, I, I came up. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with a game. Uh, so far, the name that I have is Musical Improv. Uh-huh. And so Ooh, what we have? We love a little improv. So what we have is we have two spinning wheels, and on one of the spinning wheels has a bunch of objects and just random day to day life things. And on the other spinning wheel is a genre of music. Ooh. Yes. Oh, so, this is so fun. This is so fun. Uh, so yeah, what the, the aim is to just, we're going to spin the wheel, you're going to get an object, and then we're going to spin the wheel on the genre. And then it's up to you guys to just feel it out, have some fun with it, see if you can come up with something funny to listen to or interesting, or even if you, you can't and it just completely fails that's going to be exciting for everybody as well. <laughs> and it can be really quick and short you yeah. know maybe like a little version a little refrain and then bring it all in you know so um it doesn't have to be a full-length song uh but you know a little like a jingle yeah. a little jingle let's call it jingle, jingle. improv uh, jingle. or something <laughs> yes yes oh please yes jingle all the that's, way that, let's that, do that it. it jingle all the way another great movie grammy um <laughs> your, your, your granddaughter and i were talking movies earlier yeah, Shani and her movies. I just watch Sound of Music on repeat because, you know, <laughs> why not? Okay, so are you guys ready? Yes, let's yes? go to God. Absolutely. Okay, we are cool. so excited. So we're spinning the wheel. So this we is go. so exciting. I'm not singing. So You're cool. singing. Let's see. Let's see what we get first. This is going to be our object. All right, so we landed on peach. Peach is the object, peach. ladies and gentlemen. Peach, peach, peach is the object. And here we go. This is for the style. This is a really great idea. Great job, Game Master. A lullaby. A lullaby. Ooh, oh, a lullaby. Yeah. That's, That's good. Really That's good. Okay. okay, lullaby about a peach whenever you're ready. It's so it's gonna be so hard not to say you, <laughs> you are my peach. No, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, ready? Um, you are so sweet, just like a peach. I like your fuzzy footprints on the beach. You are so sweet, makes me wanna leave. 
for every girl and every boy. You are my peach. You are my sweet little peach. Sweetest dreams, stars you'll reach. You are my peach. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Woo, woo, woo. That was beautiful. That was so. That was great. That you know. I mean, it was so good, but it would have allowed me to sleep what? if it. You know, it was six o'clock my bedtime. I mean, I knew which, you guys. It almost is. I knew you were talented, but man, that yes. was insane. Yes, all the rhyming. Awesome. The rhyming, okay. no, no. But, but <laughs> believe, I, I was so I was so excited. I mean, I'm, Grammy, I'm sorry you missed it, but we uh we had a great talk about the creative side of the business versus like the administrative side of the business, and I am just so happy that Anna was the first one to hop in on the words. Well, I yes. got I got you are my you're so sweet. You're like a peach. That's all I got, man. So but that was a little it's bit so goes true. a long way. <laughs> that was really beautiful, you guys. You know, maybe this game. Is is something you could incorporate into your creative process. You know, you That's make a little so wheel true. and you just, oh, ho, you know, so a uh, good, good right, job yeah. and great job. Yes. Let's see what the next Shout one out is. Shout to the Game Master. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Game Master. I'll expect my 10% of the cut whenever you put it in. Yeah. Well, as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as Zayna gets Ember to respond to her, she just won't shut up about it. Then, then you'll get it. Man, she really likes that cup. All right, so here we go. Rolling pin. Oh, <laughs> rolling pin. Oh, a song about a rolling pin. Oh, I hope it's like metal or something. <laughs> like rock and rolling pin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, let's hope. Let's hope that that's what it is. Let's see what we got. Ooh, yes. Ooh, okay. That might be. That might be a little more challenging. Here we go. I believe you can do it. I believe. Oh, yes, okay, yes, definitely some snaps. Okay, let's play a little. I feel like this is gonna be like old, like Dixie Jazz. Like. <laughs> I love it, yes, yes. Roll, 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 you're rolling, Pim. Roll it upside and with him. You wanna take that? And roll it around. You wanna get a sweet old rolling sound on them cookies, all them biscuit rolling pound. Let's roll our arms together now. Let's roll it, 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 roll you get a sweet, 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 sweet rolling sound. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. I don't know which one I like more, the pin or the peach. Those were, <laughs> right. those were really, really good. Honestly, Great, we, 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 we find ourselves like in that same conundrum. Peach or pin? You I know? never know. Peach or pin, man. So, so different. <laughs> wow, that was, that was, you're talented on that, that oh, thing. You must that, have been doing it for a long time, dude. Yeah. Yes. Grammy, you, you are you are very sweet. Sweet as a peach. Oh, take, take, yes, the song was inspired by me, Diaz. I inspired the peach song. 
<laughs> oh right, next one. Let's do let's do one more, right. and then I want to hear them sing one of their original songs. Let's do it. Okay, right. this is let's so it. fun. Let's this see is so what we fun. Can get, yeah. If they want, which they have no choice. I but didn't yes. realize that it was backwards in the camera. So oh, this probably doesn't help very much. That's okay, but it still looks cool. We're not posting the video. It's all the colors, right? Cloud. Oh, that's cloud. 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 A cloud, everyone. A cloud. A cloud. Let's get cloud. It's like that you have all these other pop references. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's great. All right. This this could be a fun drinking game. Truly. Right. Oh. <laughs> in a pop genre. A cloud in a pop genre. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Alrighty. Thanks. You want to do a pop? Yes. Oh, yeah. Can it be a different era of pop? Can we do like a yes, nice? Like, yes, yes. Any, any era. I can't wait to re-listen to them because I feel like I black out during them. I'm like, what are we saying right now? You're just you're in the zone. You're in the zone, and it just can't. No, it was great. You got and you guys really you feed off of each other, and you just you think outside of the box. You know what was that show Janie used to watch? It was like out of the box. box. Yes, out of the box. box. (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh, we had a vi- like an incredibly validating experience. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, this time uh, last Gra- year. Whoa, that's weird to think about. Yeah. Grammy, I'm not sure if you uh, are. I'm not sure if you're on the TikTok. Uh, so they, they they want me to go on the TikTok to to gain f- something called followers. I don't really mm. understand it. It's coming very shortly. Yes. Very shortly. So <laughs> they're they're making me make a TikTok, and I it's going to be about me trying to understand the TikTok, which is all very authentic because I don't understand it. So no, not yet. <laughs> well, Grammy, consider us your friends and followers for sure. Um, Thank you, Dish. From, from that show that Z- that Zany likes, Tony from Out of the Box did a TikTok duet, and um, we uh, doing the good the the so long, long farewell, 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 farewell,
and he and we 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 duetted that and he, he commented that we were was, a joy it was huge it was huge <laughs> We were just like, wow, life made. Don't need to do anything else anymore. <laughs> That's so huge. That's so huge. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. That's ginormous. Great, great job, you guys. Janie really loved that show. And so that that's huge. Wow. I'm going to have to tell her. Congratulations. Honestly, a bigger deal though was game time with Grammy. Like that. Yeah. Oh, this well, is absolutely, D. Yes, everybody's always trying to steal my thunder. Right. So, okay, well, now I will let you have the floor once more. And you, hey, hey, see, I can rhyme too. Hey. <laughs> but you don't want to hear me in proper song. Um, another time when I've had a few Harvey Wallbangers. That's my favorite <laughs> cocktail. So maybe I'll join you guys on your little. Zoom, whatever Zoom is, a uh, cocktail party Janie was talking about. So now if you want, you could sing a song of yours, whichever one you, you want to share with. Oh, Jesus, what do you want to do? You want to do Sunshine? Do the chorus? Sure, sure. Or are you thinking Rhythm? Um, ooh, Rhythm could be fun. What, so you got right. so many great ones. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, let's do a little rhythm. Okay, let me just push this back. This is so much fun. This is great. This is so great. Mu- the power music. It's like a private little concert. Yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like we should give them money. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hurry up yes, and sponsor please, us, Amber. My goodness. Yes, come on, Amber. <laughs> uh, right. Do you want to... Um... Yeah. All right, we're going to clap our hands. We're going to sing the song called Rhythm Song. Clap along. Here we go. We're going to one, two. One, two. One, two. One, two. One, two. Hey, we're making rhythm. It takes two to make a rhythm. It just takes two. We can make a beat together. Just with me and you, so make some noise. How are you doing? Make some noise! Woo-hoo! Make some more! Woo-hoo! 
because you're teaching the children how to count and also, you know, how to count in music, which, you know, some some people struggle with. Yeah, exactly. We love doing rhythm songs and counting songs and sticking in those little fun developmental concepts in a sneaky way almost of being yes. like, you're not, we're just listening to really fast music right now. Like, right. It's not actually learning. Right. Yeah, it makes it exciting and, and engaging for everybody as well. Yeah. And then it makes them want to want to learn and want to participate and yeah so that's fantastic what you guys do i do have a i have a question uh because this song inspired this question thinking like a child putting yourself in that mindset to make these songs how do you do that because you know you guys are obviously adults so how do you come up with the the ideas that are relatable to children that is such a good question. Really, that's a very thoughtful that's question. That's where Janie gets you. it from. From I know. Of course. course. Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> really, like, we do a lot of music nostalgic-wise. Uh, we create music that we listen to a lot as our kid ourselves. And in the same scope of, like, we wish we had something like the banana band as children. And so I, at least I do. I don't want to, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 right. I'm sorry. Like, really <laughs> but, and so we like create tunes that like amplify and encourage kiddos of all ages and abilities and identities. And also like it's our sounds too is super 2000s it's like super like even our new tune like what are you gonna do in 2022 it's like very like what are you gonna do in 2022 what new adventure does this year plan for you like it's just super like super our childhood so that's yes. where that's where i come up with ideas of you and i well i i, I love that because it's coming from a, a place of empathy we we, we we talked about uh before with zany that it's about not dismissing children uh for being children right because every child is a person and is a growing person and that needs to be validated and so we uh um, we don't, we try not to, sh I, I feel bad that, that I shut down sunshine before because, uh, we, <laughs> like we're definitely try to not shy away from concepts that are a little bit more, maybe a little bit more complex that can be mm. broken down in a more developmentally appropriate way, emotional goals that we can like address through music and, or just something as simple as counting. Right. But like yeah. from the, like the lyrical side of things, definitely try to acknowledge the personhood of like, of, of a child and try to, uh, work from there you know that's so mm. great that's so much fun and that's really difficult to do i bet you know anybody can can write a song you know in for your age group but writing it for a, a younger crowd that, that's got to be challenging so i really commend you guys for your work 
you know, I, I always would make up silly songs for Zany. She had a song that she wrote about mac macaroni and cheese. She called it not macaroni. It was macaroni. Let's see if I can remember it. Um, when you're walking down the street and you're feeling kind of neat and you ain't got nothing to do. Macaroni. <laughs> Macaroni, <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Jamie made that up, and she would she on the keyboard, her grandpa's keyboard. There was a a thing that you would press, and it already had like the the beat. You know, like a pre-recorded yeah. beat, oh, and nice. so she would just press it, and then she would dance around. And, and oh, you should have seen her. She was she's something else. That that zany, and I would like to think she gets it from me, my spunk, my creativity. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. Uh, we and we can find you on Spotify and all the 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 things that I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we we are everywhere except Twitter. That's basically the only Sweet. place you won't find us. Perfect, <laughs> because I hear there's a lot of drama on that on that that Twitter Twitter thing. Yeah. Yes, amazing. Yeah, yeah the, the, the birds they'll talk. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the birds. Yes, like on my shirt. Yes, they, they talk. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys so much for being here. I I loved. I'm glad I was the one that got to hear these songs. Janie missed out, man. Yeah, right. She did. She's yes. gonna have to listen to the playback. Yes, so. yes, she'll be not as good. Yeah, she she's gonna be embarrassed that I sang the Macchione <laughs> song. But oh well, it's my time of the show. She can get well, over it. You tell her that Macchione song was gold. Yes. Nay platinum. <laughs> you guys can take it if you want. There was another song about a rainbow. Um and it was all the colors of the rainbow show. And I hear you guys yeah. have a rainbow breath song, which sounds good. We do have a rainbow song of our own. That's right. Yay. That's right. I, sh I can't wait to listen to more of your music. And oh, um, so yes, anything else you want to you wanna throw in there? Just thank you. Thank you, Grammy. Thank you, Zany. Thank, thank you, Nathan. You. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you so much for having us. Incredible game master. Incredible hosts. And really just a, the hugest thank you for all these incredibly thoughtful questions. Please pass it on to Zany for her incredibly thoughtful questions as well. And this has just been so much fun. It's been so fun. Thank you so much. I will let Zany know and uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep, just keep inspiring those kiddos. And uh, we love you. Right back at you. Love you. Oh. Oh. Love you, Grammy. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes of Talking to Nobody podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Talking to Nobody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 